I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane. I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this man. Oh, my God. No. And, oh, Jesus and, Christ. Oh, yeah. And, and Vince is yelling at me. God damn it, do it harder, make more noise and stuff. It's gotta be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. So it's been an exciting and um, eventful 24 to 48 hours in the world of world wrestling entertainment. I think entertainment, that, <laughs> keyword. I think what we've been seeing over the past couple of days is going to have some far-reaching implications, and uh, they were able to turn it into a positive with a very highly rated show on SmackDown, but I don't know that that's going to be the Band-Aid that's going to kind of drive the train for the next little while. Uh, everyone knows by now that the the um, a lot of the roster of WWE was actually kind of imprisoned in some very nice cells in Riyadh, um, and we're not allowed to leave because they were told it was a mechanical issue with the plane. I don't think there's anyone on the roster who believes that, that it was a mechanical issue now. And if there are people who believe that on the roster who were there, that is a very um, – it's an outlying kind of opinion right now, a very minority opinion among those people. What we do know is that those folks were told to go back to their rooms and stay in their rooms, and they were not allowed to very much leave their rooms, even though they were treated wonderfully. Uh, the food apparently was plentiful. They didn't have to pay for any of that. But even, you know, Nicole Brown got a really nice meal before she got her head cut off. So it's not really, I don't think, the 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 beauty of your, your cell is not what determines how great your imprisonment is. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know exactly what you're saying. It, it's the more you talk about it, the more it, it actually frightens me thinking about having to deal with that. If I was one of those people, one of those people, you know, I don't know if they were allowed to go from room to room and kind of visit with each other. I don't know if there was a gym there, if they wanted to work out. I don't know how I, I'm sure that there was wonderful uh, non GMO uh, pizza and possibly, you know, <laughs> all, all of that shit. But they were still kind of trapped. And I was listening to Wade Keller. I want to be very careful about how I portray what Wade says because I have no uh, reputation. But he, over a period of 30-some-odd years, has cultivated a, a great uh, reputation. And he has contacts within WWE. He does. So, he know. said what he was hearing, although none of it was firsthand. And it was coming up spontaneously. And it was coming up pretty pervasively among the various people he would talk about, both as folks who might be considered in management or part of support as well as people who were considered wrestlers is that Vince had some sort of verbal altercation. It seems like with someone in the Royal family, perhaps a Prince. I don't know how public it was. I don't know how nasty it was, but that kept coming up among the people he was talking about and that he was able to skedaddle, get his ass out of Saudi Arabia. Um, that part bothers me. <laughs> it should. It should bothers me a lot. And it probably bothers a lot of the people who were left behind. And yeah. the feeling among the workers who were there is that the, the retaliation for that and possibly, even though Wade didn't go into great detail about this, the displeasure among some in Saudi Arabia over that women's match may have led to them uh, kind of messing with the guys and keeping them 
at bay for 24 plus hours while they made up some sort of mechanical issues. And I understand the guy who's in charge of the visas and stuff was kind of fucking with them too. So there was just a sense among some of the people there that they were going to harass these guys based on what Vince did and possibly some displeasure with that women's match. While the WWE continued to celebrate how great it was that there was the very first women's wrestling match ever in Saudi Arabia, there was clearly a price to pay. Okay. I've got so many thoughts on this. And the first thing I want to say is, we told you so. (laughs) Everybody told you so, Vince. And, And I know... Look, I know there's a, a lot of zeros involved in all this. I know there's money, but we all know it's not all, you know, just sugar and spice and everything nice when you got all that money, especially when you're dealing with countries like that. I, that should just be such an obvious. I can't believe I just can't believe he he's such a sellout like that. I, I can, but I can't. I can't believe he would ultimately, when it, when, when it comes down to this, he's ultimately almost sounds like if everything's coming together as true as what you're saying and what we're hearing, he's sacrificing those guys for him so he can get the fuck out and make his money and, you know, escape death himself, basically. Um, it seems that way because it seems like some of those guys were in peril. And, and the other part of this, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if they were any physical danger or anything, but when you are not allowed to uh, travel freely and escape f- freely and go where you want to go of your own free will, that's pretty disturbing. <laughs> that's, the, that's something that nobody wants, no matter how nice the room service is. Yes. And, and, and let me just say this. As a former member of the military who was in in that part of the uh, country, albeit for a couple of years, it wasn't a big deal, but the two years I was in, there was a war going on, God dang it. Yeah. Of course. Uh, So anyway, so I'm over there in in Bahrain, and they're telling us, and even on the way over there, boarding airlines at at JFK and stuff to, to fly over there, they're telling us, don't wear your military uniform, you know. But here, all here we all were, you know, with shaved heads traveling together. It's pretty fucking obvious, anyway. Yeah, it's kind of hard to so, hide that. But all this is running through my head, and and once we got there, they they're telling us, you know, just go out, hang out, but lay low. We went out, and I was so this was before nine eleven. Okay, so I was even then I was kind of like, hmm, I'm I don't even know if I want to go out and do anything like to the market and shit like that. I just wanted to hang on base, you know. Sure. It, it's it's it, it fucking scared me. All right, I'm not, and it did other people too. It so would, I, anybody anybody can have have balls as they sit here in their house, uh, you know, with their with their fireplace on, sipping on some diet soda. But yeah, if you were over there in the moment, you'd be scared shitless. Right, and it's surreal, man. It, it to me, and I, like I said, it was to others too. I'm not going to sit here and say it was just me, but. My, my point in, in all this in relation to what's going on with the WWE is we, even though they told us, you know, we could go out, we could lay low. We didn't, most of a lot of us did not want to go out and lay low. We just wanted to fucking stay in our rooms. So, yes, they probably said to those people in the rooms, yeah, you can go hang out. You can, but when they know what's going on deep down, apparently, they're not going to fucking leave their room. They're not, you know, no thanks. I'm going to stay right here. It's um, it, it was a frightening situation. 
So while that do you think, is, well, let me ask you this. Do you yes. think we'll ever get the real story on this? I think eventually it will trickle out. And I think it's because of, of what we've seen over the past couple of years with the CM Punk and those John Moxley podcasts and stuff. I think eventually somebody's going to tell the story. Now, there may be some pretty big fat checks that are written in terms of non-disclosure agreements to get people to shut up. Uh, that that may be, but I, I think eventually the, the truth is going to trickle out somewhere, somewhere. Or not. Well, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this, man. If it was as bad as as it, it it ultimately could have been, and it sounds like it probably was, if if there are some guys and boys and girls, guys and girls, wrestlers who are taking checks like this to keep their mouth shut, fuck them. You know, <laughs> fuck them. I hope they go down with the fucking ship whenever it might go down. You know, if they're going to, you know, sell out and go to Saudi Arabia, okay, that's one thing, I guess. We'll, you know, we'll deal with that I guess, separately. But if you're going to go to Saudi Arabia, I almost fucking get killed, it sounds like, to that point, and then take hush money to not say anything about it, fuck you. Fuck you. Go, you know, fuck you. I don't, I don't even want to watch you anymore. That's what I think. He's, uh, you know, there were also some rumors, and I don't know if you saw these, that the Saudi government owes the company money. And that that's Vince- what, when you say, see, I didn't hear that about the, the, the altercation. I, I missed that part. I didn't hear that. But I did hear about uh, the Saudis owing some money and stuff. So when you said that, the first thing I thought of was that. I wonder if it was anything to do with that. This is uh, this is Sean Ross, Ross Sapp is reporting this, but others are also reporting that there were at least rumors floating around among the workers. Uh, Vince McMahon got into some sort of disagreement while in Saudi Arabia. We're unclear about what it was about, but he later uh, clarified it was not politically motivated. Sean Ross, Ross Sapp said there were rumors among talent that Vince McMahon got, got into some sort of disagreement in Saudi Arabia, though I haven't been able to fully confirm it. Also, I heard nothing of it being politically motivated. This aspect is a rumor, so I don't know. There were some. I was hearing that it was seven figures that was owed to him, and events at one point said they would not be coming back to Saudi Arabia unless the money was paid. So not only has he sold those guys out, but the Saudis haven't even come up with the blood money, the whore money uh, that Vince was promised. It would seem, at least, rumors would show that at this point. Well, first of all, I can't believe. Saudi people would owe anybody anything as much money as they're rolling in over there. I mean, just that's give, that, it may be like maybe that's a farce. Maybe the whole thing's a farce. They're not really rolling in money. I don't know. I, well, the, you know, it, it's true that while fossil fuels have become less important, and if if we were ever able to get away, and we have really in the United States to more dependence on our own oil and trying to work toward uh, non fossil fuels, if mm. it ever got to a point where all of the world would kick in on that. I mean, that economy would collapse and the, the region would be in chaos. Oh, God, yeah. Um, but maybe that's why the prince in Saudi Arabia gets along so well with Trump is they just don't pay people. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's the deal. But that was the other part of this that I thought was so interesting is that Donald Trump and Linda Trump, Linda Trump, of course, worked for the president, doesn't anymore, is on his campaign staff. They have Linda Trump. They have uh, <laughs> Linda Trump. Brody that's, who, that's who she is, basically. That's, uh, uh, Linda McMahon has worked for for Donald Trump. She was in the cabinet. <laughs> you like that, don't you? Yeah, that was funny. And she she uh, they've given twenty or thirty million dollars to Donald Trump to his reelection over the years. That the reason that you give money. Let me explain this to people if they don't understand. When you give money to a candidate, whether it's a Senate candidate, a state government candidate, or the guy who's running for mayor, is that 
you have in mind that you can pick up the phone and go, hey, I got a pothole over here on Maple Street. Can you get your ass out here toot sweet because I gave you like 150 bucks last year? And, and, and the mayor will go, yes, sir. We'll be right out. So when you give 20 or $30 million to Donald Trump, if you have, I don't know, let me think of a crazy scenario, dozens of people stuck in a foreign country, you could possibly bust out a call to the White House and say, Donald, uh, we got this thing called the State Department, and you may or may not be at war with those people, and you may or may not be using those people to try to get your political enemies, but could you stop, stop it for one half a fucking second and try to get my people out of Saudi Arabia, a la Moses, let my people go? Could, could we make that happen? I, I'm just thinking. Well... I, I, I don't even want to say this, but I'm going to say it because it sounds like I'm fucking defending Trump. Uh-huh. But it, he's kind of got a lot on his plate right now. Even if Vince said that, do you think Trump would say, oh, God Ultimately, damn. you are blaming the imprisonment of these WWE folks in Saudi Arabia on Nancy Pelosi. That's what I'm hearing out of your mouth right that's now. That's it. That's it. That's exactly. I, I don't know how, I, how verbally it came out, but that's what I meant. Yeah. It is Nancy Pelosi's fault that these people were imprisoned in Saudi Arabia. That's right. <laughs> Plain and simple. You can't see that. I, I just think... I, I think it's funny because I don't think – I think Vince gave the money to Donald Trump, not out of the goodness of his heart. I also believe that he thinks that Donald Trump you know, espouses a lot of the same um, political uh, points of view that he does. He thinks that you know poor people are terrible and brown people are terrible and all that stuff. But, you know – it's also embedded in there. It's just a social contract. When I give you a shit ton of money, I expect, like, if I need you, you're going to be there for me, buddy, pal, compadre. That, that's just one of those things. And as it turns out, I don't understand how – was that even a question that somebody could call? I think we've pretty much got an embassy in Riyadh. I mean, we should. We have diplomatic relations with those guys. We've sold them a lot of military shit, and we got some troops coming to their country. It seems like somebody could have called the State Department and said, could you intervene on our behalf to get my people who are imprisoned the fuck out of Saudi Arabia? You're right. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, they, he, he, somebody, maybe not Trump himself, no, but well, somebody, like, somebody yes. works with him, somebody who knows him, somebody who's heard his voice, somebody who smelled his farts, Some, somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I, I'm with you on that. That That's part of contributing to political, that's what we do when we p- contribute to political, we, we ex- expect that we're going to move right to the front of the line. I'm not saying it's right, but it's a great American tradition been going on for a long time and that's why people give a shit ton of money to political candidates to buy them out that's why um you're able to put in a town of ten thousand three and a half million pills that will poison people and kill people it's because you bought off some politicians that that's how that works so <laughs> i just that's pretty succinct but that's it i I've, i just find that to be one aspect of this that's either humorous ironic or maybe not so humorous if i was stuck in a hotel in riyadh and not able to get out and get home to my family i wouldn't be laughing but i would think huh it seems like we we should put up the bat signal there's a, a big beautiful bat signal up there and you know somebody could just call the embassy and just say hey i know you guys are busy i know it's during riyadh days and everybody's partying pretty hard but if you guys could just like uh send maybe an ambassador over to the hotel to talk to us for a minute because we are american citizens uh, and and we would like to get home because that happens. That happens in other countries. If you have a little yeah, trouble getting usually, home, that's usually the process. Normally, yeah, it's a happen. They say like, oh, if you're in Mexico City and all of a sudden you know you can't make it home, uh, and you know you lose, Hello, your Mr. Tra- Ambassador. Hello, ringy dingy. 
like, oh, oh, hey, American citizen and taxpayer, we'd be happy to try to help you out. It just it just happens. So I think Humberto Carrillo put up like something uh, on social media, like help, I'm I'm trapped or being in prison in Saudi Arabia. But then he immediately had to take it down. Really? Yeah, I think he took the it only down. one I saw was I saw the Buddy Murphy tweet, and it didn't all it <laughs> all it said. This might be the I haven't seen. Like I said, this is the only one I've seen. It says never again. That's all it says. <laughs> Which I think, as you saw, I put up Buddy Murphy, famous 20th century historian, after a visit to Germany, apparently. <laughs> I don't, because I don't think that's what never again means. I don't think that phrase is what you think it means. <laughs> so you, we started uh, hearing this stuff. I think it was around noon on Friday, wasn't it? Wasn't it around noon or even maybe a little bit before then on Friday? I'm going to say noon on Friday. Um, I don't know when I started hearing it. It was maybe around lunchtime, yeah, I guess. So at that point in time, it's very clear that these people are not going to be making the SmackDown. I'm trying to, I'm trying to create a timeline here. So it, it becomes like, mm, I don't know. We're not going to be able to get these guys back here. We need to go to plan B, C, D, or E. We, okay, we're going to work here, on it. I, here's another question I had, and I was going to ask this earlier. Was um, so what? And then we probably—I guess we just don't know the answer. But it's just—I'm wondering how Lesnar and apparently Flair and Hogan and, yeah. and and of course Vince. Yeah. How did they? How were they able to charter their own shit and get the hell out of there? How, how did that happen? I think they were. I think. Oh, was that originally already in the well, works? I can, I can answer. I can answer half of that because I know that you saw you saw that. Hogan had a mechanical problem. They were in Iceland, I think. Like the brakes and or something melted on his plane. I didn't see that. Yeah, no, they had a problem. And Lesnar sent his jet to get Hogan, who might have also been traveling with Flair. So Ric Flair and air travel once again. I don't know, something weird. Something weird. Some schlep rock shit going on there. Schlep rock shit going on. So they that I as far as uh, as far as Vince going home, I think they did have like a separate hey. It's our corporate plane, which only fits like, oh, I don't know, eight people. And as it turns out, we're going to have to get top talent out of here. Right. No, I, I get that. Guess I get what? That. Guess who's not top talent? You people who are now <laughs> imprisoned at the hotel in Rio. <laughs> so that's that was it. So they were all in one plane, you're saying? Mm, I think so, except for the, you know, the big wigs and stuff like that. But again, there there's also another thing about the captain going down with the ship. And if your people that's are the, there, it, yes. it, it, I to me, that's cool. even if originally he did have a separate plane. I don't, you know, that's not the point. No, it's it seems like there should would, that should leave some hard feelings. It seems like. It uh, seems like, I'm, I'm but you know what? I don't know. Did you notice that on SmackDown that it, after seeing this and then thinking back on at least not at the time, but after hearing you know more, I heard about it and shit. I started thinking about on SmackDown how. Good of a time it seemed like that fucking Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan were having. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like the show must go on, I guess. Yeah, and uh, they're like, yeah, and then so uh, kind of you know like they like the, the I told you so motherfucking strut. You know, what, almost. I want to. This is what I want to recreate. This this tweet came out at two forty six in the morning on Friday morning, and it's from Meltzer. Some notes since nobody can say anything. WWE had a problem in Saudi Arabia. Talent not able to leave their flight, and most people still there. Twenty people. 12 of which were talent have left, but the rest are still there. So that was at 3 o'clock in the morning. So I'm going to build a timeline, and you'll see what I'm trying to do here in just a moment. By those standards, I'm going to go ahead and say by 9 o'clock in the morning on Friday, it should have been apparent to everybody in that company 
that those people were not going to be there for SmackDown. Do you agree with that? By 9 o'clock our time? 9 o'clock in the morning, uh, East Coast time. Show starts so, at 8. You're 11 hours from air time. Oh, God, yeah. No yeah, way. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. at that point, if we're going to do the invasion thing, which seems to be the logical thing, which is what they ended up doing, we need to get people to the airport in Orlando right now, toot sweet, all right, 9 o'clock in the morning, we call everybody. Everybody's at the airport in Orlando. Honestly, Let, man, I, I would say, say that even at 9 o'clock, that's that's about as late as you yeah, possibly could so fucking start putting stuff like that together. I can get people to the airport at noon. Let's say we can take off at 1 o'clock. Let's just say that happens. Okay, even for the folks that live in Tampa, that's a 90-minute drive. You're fine. Let's So at 1 o'clock. Assuming no issues, no weather issues. No, and shit it's like fine. That, and, I, and everything goes right. Thursday, pretty awful across the East Coast. Friday was my, my would be the flight from Orlando to Buffalo is three and a half hours max to in buffalo at 4 30 i'm gonna go 5 30 even on weather they should have been at the arena at 6 30 and as we know now they had to stretch that first segment at eight o'clock eastern time so everybody get in the building and some of that stuff they barely made it to the building like i think the shana baszler second you got them so is there put on a lot of sport. you gotta have the man or news last hot minute got to it they were able to get the, uh, the people there on time uh, I, I think as Hustle Hatch got them to build that queue. And now Joe would say, Before I can't do it, because now I've got several issues. I thought things went over very well. Just, I, I go away before we need So if we subscribe to 50 50 booking as it is, then NXT should have won half of those matches, and then the SmackDown people should have won half. Because how, but no, NXT last night would be to get them for Flynn Vale. Now, boy, them on Wednesday night. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Let me explain how. To your friends, and you run into these people all the time, Bryant, because I run into them all the time. I have not stopped. Uh, I've not watched uh, wrestling ever since Stone Cold. Run time. No. Let me explain. How do you explain people what NXT is? Tell me how you know what NXT is. No, I've never heard of that. How no. do you explain what it is? I, I just basically tell them it's uh, not really – I avoid saying developmental, mm-hmm. but it's it's like the minor league of it's the junior varsity, the junior varsity, there yes, or no something to that way, effect. There's no other way for you to say it other than that. This is the junior varsity. Okay, so now you have to if you you go, man, that show on Friday was good. They brought the junior varsity up and they beat the varsity's ass, and those people are gonna go, huh? So here's here's what now has to happen, and I want to go through all of the elements of a possible invasion angle. Let's say a lot of these guys get over on NXT and they just put them on SmackDown long term. So if I'm the USA Network, I'm going, um, made a real big commitment to put your show on live on Wednesday. And now people that were even just getting half a million people on our show, they're, they're going to be gone. What, what, what do you have for us? Is there... Is there a plan B for us? Because we're kind of fucked over here. Oh, no, no, no. No, we'll just go, hey, Jay Lethal, ring, 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 ring. Yeah, you know, is that, is that Vince? Is that what Vince is going to tell the people at Comcast? God, that sounds about right. Yeah, we'll just call Jay Lethal. We're going to have Jay Lethal, and we're going to finally get those Briscoe motherfuckers over here. It's going to be great. No, no, you'll see. It's going to be great. This is great shit. This is great shit. You saw that um, Dalton Castle's boys are now free agents, right? No, yeah, not. yeah I haven't it. seen them in a while. I haven't really caught a lot of ROH, but the times I've seen him, I haven't seen them. So well, while they were sweating profusely over there in Riyadh, ordering up, you know, fillet of soul or whatever, they became free agents. Like at midnight, twelve oh one on November the first. 
Oh, good for them. Yeah, we'll bring in the boys. And, and the guys at USA are like, who were the boys? We didn't know who the Boy, fuck you who? had in the first place, but now you're moving these people. Okay. The Cowboys? So, who the hell who? Let's look at the invasion angle, which did as well as anything could have done on on Friday night. I, I will I'll admit that to anybody, and uh, that it was great. It went over very well. Do you think uh, this is the best SmackDown since they moved to Fox? I, I think so. I mean, I think we're looking <laughs> we're looking at a pretty you know the bar was yeah, set up. Yeah, props to Daniel Bryan for uh, putting it putting him over. I thought that was amazing. I thought that worked out really well. Oh heck props, yeah! Props to the Miz for doing what he did. I thought that was really good. Yep. I don't. I'm very very confused about what was going on with Renee Young because Renee Young seemed to support the heel Bailey, like full-throatedly support her and then when Shayna came in and kicked everybody's ass Renee kind of liked that too so I don't I don't know it seems like if you support somebody and then somebody comes in and kicks their ass you would be kind of pissed at the person who came and kicked their ass but hey again I'm so old so stupid I have no idea what I'm talking well yeah yeah well you know put it on the list you know but of of shit that we have to you know little detail shit like that we got to deal with all the time but i i thought she was a little over the top at times but i i just i just kind of brushed it off you know i i guess she was excited maybe just last minute kind of the way things happen and there she, she is on fox and and stuff so i don't know it was just her i thought she was kind of strange acting the whole night to be honest but i i, I just think sometimes like i said that she just went a little a little over the top with some shit but but yeah, it was kind of weird. Did you notice the old the old switcheroo with Aiden English and Pat McAfee? I did. That was I. I think he was either late getting to the thing, or they just decided that. I would hate to think that Aiden sucked in the first segment so much. They were like, "All right, bullpen, left hander. Let's go ahead and get to." Well, I, I don't know. This may be a coincidence. But I don't know if you picked up on this, but he he called Shayna Baszler the Queen of Hearts, and when they came back from that break, he was the, he wasn't there anymore. It was Odd. Pat McAfee, so it could have been the break that they were going to switch anyway. I don't know. I mean, if that was the plan, you know, I don't. But it's just weird that McAfee comes out there in a damn workout tank top or whatever. Uh, that was that range. Kind of like him. I, I yeah, he's bad. Um, and you saw. Like, I did not. I wonder where she was. Stuff like we get it. So hurt that were used. Some of them used because the way. And those people were just not used because they weren't part. There, there's going to be a lingering butthurt over that whole situation. So don't think that this Band-Aid of two and a half million viewers is going to every. Uh, look far as and now oh, these they come along and they say, complex I'm doing some pretty good stuff. So they, she, I, I know she wasn't in Saudi Arabia because there were only two women allowed to be on that trip in Saudi Arabia. So, okay. Well, see, I, didn't, I was a little, little confused think, on that, too. I emailed to Saudi Arabia. I thought they could go, but they just no, were there for support no. and to go see people and the kids in the hospitals and I stuff. I think that if, if we're allowed to, I think it would be a horrible decision by that guy would not work, just to be there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I just didn't know. And you know, I think that Rebecca there. Quinn was at some sort of women's conference or something, which is also just slightly ironic. Uh, so mm-hmm. there, there is going to be some butt hurt of people who are like, "It's great." Well, I was imprisoned over in Saudi Arabia, or I was over here to work, and then you guys save everything. So I'm, I'm a little sad. Uh, I've heard a lot of people say that some of those guys who came and worked on Friday should have refused to work as a show of solitude with their brothers, and that could have been the beginning of some sort of union. Because who's to say next year? that they aren't the ones that are shipped to some sort of fucking demo- anti-democratic place and they are trapped. So well, I, it's just a matter of time if you with WWE, I mean cuz they will sell out to yeah. anybody, right? 
Of course. Uh, so Seems that way. If you, I, I think there's going to be a lot of, of implications and repercussions from this for a lot of people who feel like this company let them down and were butthurt, and I don't know if Vince is going to be able to pay everybody off based on that. Now, let's talk about the angle itself, because the angle itself is pretty impressive, and it seemed about after a couple, it looked like, okay, he's engineering the takeover thing, the invasion angle. So this thing will work if they take the real-life stuff that's been going on behind the scenes and bring it to life, and it's going to be Triple H and Stephanie versus Vince, and Vince comes out in the next week or two, and he starts cutting promos. We don't have much time before Survivor Series, by the way. I would just point that out as well. Okay, my question is, do you think this was the whole plan, the the original plan this whole time for Survivor Series to have the, the three go against each other and kind of make it i think what happened was i think probably triple h because I'm, the reason i'm asking is yeah. there's only like three weeks till till survivor series yeah i think the i think triple h had always kind of had this on the back burner like he wanted to do this when can we do this let's do this at some point and i think this was kind of an in case of emergency break glass kind of situation okay well. so I, and i think that's when it was time to go and that's the problem that i have is the hot shot factor if you go ahead and just do this and then we're done with it after Survivor Series, then where does that leave NXT live on the USA Network on Wednesday nights? And if you do want to slow burn it, I mean, it would it be possible for, could you have an invasion of WrestleMania? And what would that look like over the course of four months? Yeah, I don't, I don't, it's hard to say. I, I, I don't know. Do you think they would... Could you run an invasion angle between now and WrestleMania, though? Here's if there's a they have to have a stipulation. They have to stick to it. Like I'm going to do this. It's going to be my guys. Vince can say it's going to be my guys against your guys. But if you lose, you can never appear on Raw or SmackDown again, and you can only appear on NXT. And then, God, this is so confusing. I know, right? This is the problem. It's like everybody's there are a lot of people who are hardcores that are like, oh, this is so exciting. And they've really had, and man, this is going to new interest in the product. And I'm like, well, it's new interest among those of us who have been on it. But for people who are casual fans, it's not. But I, I think he's got to bring up, look, if you want to do this right, I think Vince goes out there and he talks about, look, hey, when I saw you and I first met you. Don't forget, boy, I made you into a main event. You were being carried by the eighth wonder of the world. And he could say shit like that, and I could do like shoot and stuff like that. And don't forget, you, the, the reason you two are together is because of me. And Stephanie goes, but wait, you said we couldn't see each other. He goes, yeah, and I knew that would make you want each other that much more. So you're welcome. Wow. Yeah, that that would be good if they. I mean, if they're going to have to do that, that that would be the way to do it. They do it. And he engin- he's, uh, he engineered the whole thing with China. China carried Triple H's ass. Blah 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 blah. Yes. And then he kind of like, you know, if if uh, HBK is going to be on the side of NXT, which it appears he's going to be, you can be like, Sean, you told me that this kid could never cut it as a man of air. And like it never, he never really said that. But then that'll have some rancor between like Triple H and Sean, and you know, you, you can. There's different things that you can do. Yeah, you can mix it up. Yeah, you could. But I have to say though, I, I I have to admit, I did pop last night for uh 
for uh, Sean on, on SmackDown. <laughs> what he goes with Triple H telling Daniel Bryan, I've got somebody in mind is ready for a fight tonight. And Sean's over there, he's taking off his coat, and they look over there at him. He goes, Oh, it's cold in here. I'm going to put this coat on. <laughs> it's because, and of course, you know that Sean was the guy that trained Daniel. So that makes it even that much fun. Yes. Yes. You're, you're yes. a huge wrestling geek. You know these things. So it makes it even yes. that much more. And that's what I thought it was, you know, kind of going to end up being, you know, something like that. But they just it, signed, yeah. and this is the funny thing. They just signed this new guy to NXT, and his name is American Dragon. I think he's going to be really good. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. Do you know how you pronounce it? How? Tell no, us. No, you t- you tell me how you pronounce American Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate dragon. <laughs> I I'm. I have, I mean, I'm optimistic, and I think what they did last night was the best they could have done under the, under the circumstances, but let's not forget, there's going to be some underlying problems based on half of the roster being trapped in Saudi Arabia. Let's just start with the idea, if everything had gone perfectly, it's not that great an idea to have those guys fly back. The night before! I'm sorry, but again, this doesn't happen with other publicly traded companies. This doesn't happen with Verizon. This doesn't happen with ExxonMobil. The CEO of ExxonMobil does not get into a screaming match in public and get like 30 people trapped overseas in Saudi Arabia. It doesn't happen. I'm sorry. It doesn't. And that's a, you know that's that's a whole really another issue altogether. But yeah, throw that in with the whole bullshit that's going on too. Is just the mere fact that he this was scheduled on a Thursday, which is in a place eleven hours ahead of us, and then expect them to fly all the way back with that jet lag and shit, and expect to have a, a decent showing on on fucking Fox within hours. I'll say this, and I've I've said a lot of critical things about the cons. I don't think the cons would ever let anything like this happen. I can't I can't imagine that. I, I don't I, know I can't, I don't know them well enough in making they happen. And I would hope that shit. I do not think that the cons allow this to happen. And I don't think they take as woke as they are. I don't think that they do shows in Saudi Arabia. Uh, and I, I certainly think if they did things like that, they would not leave people trapped over there as the CEO flies on his charter plane back to the United States. I just don't believe that. No, so, no. Th- also, this fairy tale that Conrad wants to put out, boy, that Bruce Pritchard, he really makes lemon, lemonade out of lemon. Fuck him. Bruce Pritchard will now spend the next 10 to 15 years telling you that what happened in Saudi Arabia didn't happen. And then Dave Meltzer and Wade Keller and everybody else is lying about it. And there really wasn't a problem. It was just a couple of tires on a plane. Fuck you. That's what's going to happen to Bruce Pritchard right now. Over the next, he will he will carry water for Vince McMahon. He will drink Vince McMahon's piss when he knows damn well that he that McMahon fucked up. They never should have booked the gig. They never should have had the girls wrestle. He never should have gotten into a fight with a prince if that's what happened in public. And it, God, that was that, just he put his people. But mm. Bruce Pritchard will now like because somebody doesn't capitalize something in one of the fucking newsletters, he'll claim that they're all bullshit and you window gossip and rumor. Fuck him. So no, Bruce Pritchard does not get a pass for anything. I'm glad that he was able to help put on a good TV show last night, but it was pretty much all Triple H's show anyway. And that's what I'm reading. So Bruce Pritchard can suck a big fat hairy Saudi Arabian dick because that's what is going <laughs> to happen over the past. I, I wish Pritchard would have been one of the ones that was like kept over there so that he could tell us how great his boss was i wish he would have been trapped in a hotel room eating fucking 
you know, filet mignon and, and whatever, the cauliflower crust pizza. And I, I just wish he'd go, yeah, it was great. We were treated like kings. It was good. Everything good. Just a couple of brake issues, a couple of lights on a plane. That's what I wish would happen. But I know that he's going to continue to lie and not tell the real story on his podcast next week when everybody wants to hear the real story. Eh, just so much rumor and innuendo gossip. Everything was great. Nope, it was good. Well, let me tell you something. If I wanted to hear the real story, the last fucking podcast I'd listen to would be his. That's exactly right. That guy, it, it's so, it's so, uh, the, that, that part of the narrative is bothering me more than anything right now is look how great this company is and what they really just pulled one out. Well, they kind of fucked over their people, kind of fucked over their own people. And they're very lucky to, to have what happened happen. And they're kind of lucky that the old man, I feel like the reason that they showed up to that building just on time is because he fought it until he couldn't fight it anymore. And Triple H said, look, if we're going to do this, we got him getting on the plane right now. And he cut it as close as possible. I think that's what happened. So, I mean, I can't argue that because I really don't know. And it, but it makes so much sense, especially if he did get in. A, that I'm going to tell you, man, that really, I don't know if it's ballsy or just plain stupid events really did get into this prince's face and read him the fucking riot act or whatever he supposedly did because i i know you got a lot of money vince but these people cut people's heads off and shit so you know i don't know if i'd be doing all that i i think i would go about shit a little more diplomatically with those fucking people if you're gonna deal with these motherfuckers you better know how to deal with them and not do this shit you hoard yourself out you are the prostitute okay that's that's what you are so yes, and and yes. now did you really think you were going to leave the country and the people that you left behind were not going to have to pay some sort of price for this? Is that you think that's how these people operate? You're way more naive than I am. That just man, that really bothers me. Now, granted, I don't know. We're just kind of going on things that we know, but we know that where there's smoke, there's fire with this shit most of the time. And I just by the tweets I'm seeing and shit. There was there was no fucking plane malfunction. There was no plane. I don't know what happened, yeah. but I'm gonna tell you right now, there was no plane malfunction. No, that, that's bullshit. And and no. And again, if there's anybody on that roster who was trapped over there, still believes that that is a way minority outlying opinion. I can't believe anybody would believe that. I don't of, think anybody at this point does. Yes. That. And the fact is, um, what do you expect these people to believe now? Since you you kept them in the dark as far as the information goes. The, the Saudi government was keeping them in the dark. You're over here in the United States. You're not telling your people the truth. You're not communicating effectively with them. You're certainly not getting them any help from the U.S. government. So, I mean, I'm not really sure what you expect, but then all of a sudden you decry rumor in you and in you into and gossip. Motherfucker, when you don't come forward with the information, all people have is rumor in you into and gossip. Right, especially if you're going to have stuff leaking. You know they're going to have stuff just like now leaking out to Wade Keller, leaking out to Meltzer and stuff. You, shit's going to be out there. You have the option of putting the truth out there or at least giving them some information. You decided against that. So guess what? Chaos rules the land at that point because these people are trapped. And now at this point, as I said, some of these people are going to have to fly back to New York. Some of them will opt to go ahead and go home and then come back all, you know, 48 hours later for um, for Raw. Some of them are going to have to stay. You've robbed these people's families in some cases of three or four days, 96 hours or whatever. They have to stay back on the road like they're not on the road enough. I and- I, I and I, well, I've been flipping through some from some tweets here, just kind of mulling through, and just on some of the wrestling people uh, that I have on here. And Robert Rude is another one I saw that says, uh, "Finally home! What a week!" Now, you know, if it was just 
I, 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 first of all, Robert Rude does not tweet that much. No. So for him to some, come up with and say something just kind of out of the blue like that, I, I don't know, man. I, I, it, there's somebody going. People are going to fucking talk. I just I can't believe everybody's going to have be hush hush about this shit. I, somebody back there, man. Somebody in that locker room has got to be on the fringes anyway. Just maybe even since say Moxley did what he did, and it probably opened got somebody woke, as the kids say, backstage, you know, and said, hmm. You know, Moxley made a pretty good point, and you know, I kind of admire him for what he did. And this was maybe the the trigger that trips them. So maybe that'll happen. You know? Did you get to see yeah. any of the show itself? No, I did not watch it. It's pretty underwhelming. Um, I'm glad I didn't watch it. Now, well, they had to. You know, they they had to show as much as they could of the Brock Lesnar stuff with Cain Velasquez at the beginning of SmackDown to kind of give right. everybody enough time to get yeah, in the building, get settled in, and shit. Yeah. But the show itself was fairly underwhelming, and it was. You know, again, not anything that's going to forward much of a um, a storyline. Um, I know that Gallows and Anderson were they won the best tag team in the world thing. Yeah, um, I did read the results. I just didn't look at the show purposely. By the way, we could kind of quickly go through the other stuff from the week. I, I thought that Raw was a pretty average kind of situation yet again. I thought the wrestling on Raw was was pretty good yet again. We're, we're seeing an uptick in some of the in ring action. Yeah. Um, AEW, I thought was, I thought there was some good action in there. I don't, I don't know. I, I like the, again, the, the contract signing was fine. Jericho is gold. He's carrying that promotion right now. I thought all that stuff with attacking Dustin was really good. I thought the Moxley promo was very good. I thought the SCU match, there was a couple of botchamania kind of situations with that SCU match. I think it, it almost seemed to me like they, they had to cut that match short or something because it was just the weird ending, the small package and shit for, a, you know, crowning your very first tag team champions. And it's a small fucking package. You know, I, I don't know. It just seemed like they ran out of time or something. Kind of. Um, and I thought I thought the hangman match was really good. I'm, I'm glad they let him talk for a second or so. It did. It, it made all the difference. I mean, it's, it's helped that guy get over in any way, shape or form. Um, that, I will give them that much credit, you know, talking about uh, people doing some promos and stuff. That, I think they did a little bit better job this week or this past week of uh, of getting some people on the mic finally, especially Moxley, for God's sakes. Well, but it's it's strange if they're trying to build up all of this rancor between him and Kenny Omega. As far as I'm concerned, they only had one real confrontation when he went after him and, and Kenny was with looking the, all with right. the broom and all that stuff. Wasn't that like two weeks ago or three weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, two or three weeks ago. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Moxley and Pac were having the, or Pac were having this war. And now right. it's unsanctioned, which I get. But I, I'm with you. I think they're just turning Omega into another into a jag. It's just another guy at this point. Yeah, I, 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 it's weird to me, man. And he's like one of the ones that still hadn't really got on the mic for people that don't know who the fuck he is to let people know who he is. I agree. And I the Rick and Morty tie-in I thought was lame. I don't think anybody got that. Um, I see. I didn't. I, I know I'm out of the 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 age. I thought it was. I shit. thought it was fairly weak. I thought the crowd was pretty hot and stuff like that. I'm, oh, I th- the crowd was great. I thought. Yeah. I heard Brian last say that he's going to say something controversial, and he said that he didn't. He doesn't think that AEW should have a women's division right now, and I think he's right because I don't think they've got enough I, talent to do anything I, with it right I'm now. I'm with you, man. I mean, if you if you're going to have one, at least have one that you, you can be proud of. And I, and I don't mean to say that because I know there's those girls working hard or whatever, but you just can't compare them 
to the roster on any of the WWE rosters or the NWA roster. Maybe even Impact. To be right? honest, maybe maybe or, <laughs> maybe Impact. I don't even know who goes on Impact, until, but Tessa, uh, right? Tessa, Tessa quit, alone. Right? <laughs> yeah, we need to, man. I hope she's not there much longer. I mean, um, I don't, I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they should. I mean, it's it's basically Britt Baker and the Brittettes, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That's all. That's all it is right now, and and I I just don't what see happened it. to uh, uh, Nyla Rose? I mean, is she? We hadn't seen her since like that very I, first episode. I thought she pieced out. I thought Tony Khan had a release, had a, a press conference or something, and said she pieced out. Oh, I did, I missed that. Let me see. I don't that. know. Wow. Nyla, I'm gonna have to. I know that. that Kylie Ray thing. There was that controversy and shit. They had. Uh, you know anything about that? Anything more about that? About what Kylie Ray? Kylie Ray incident? No, I don't know anything about that. I heard I heard a lot of rumors and stuff, but I don't know anything yeah. about it. Yeah, it's shit. She, she may be trapped. In, she may be still in a, a hotel room in Riyadh. We have no idea. For all we rumors. know, I have yeah. no idea. So I don't. The unsanctioned thing between Moxley and Omega, and we're supposed to believe this is going to be such a violent match. And I don't understand. They haven't really built that up as to what is the issue between those two guys. Right, right. They had not done that with a lot of things. He's been more, Moxley has been more preoccupied with Pac over the course of the AEW program coming on the air than he has been with Kenny Omega. And when did, when did Moxley, didn't he attack uh, Cody at something? Was it yeah, back it was at the, the pay-per-view. And then, I, and then he got staff and then he was out for a month or six weeks right. or whatever it was. And then, I mean, and everything's, yeah. it's goofy. And, um. I thought the Shivani stuff with Cody was fine. I thought that um, I just don't enjoy Excalibur's okay, whatever. I don't care. Um, the uh, their pay per view is a week from tonight. Yeah, that's right. Which I, you know, I again, I don't. Eh. Um, uh, I'm NWA, not all. Yeah, I'm not NWA, all. I thought NWA Power was really good again. I thought the 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 thing with the Colt Cabana, the team Colt against uh, or team Aldis versus. Team Storm, I thought all that stuff was really good. Yeah, I thought um, it seems to me that like this this past week they did a lot better job of mixing the wrestling and and the promos and the interview type stuff more. It seemed like the week or two before there were a lot of people on the mic, but I maybe and I start thinking about it. I'm like, well, maybe they did that on purpose just to you know to do what AEW is really not doing and, and introducing people, which most people know who they are, but just to kind of give people an idea if they're a good guy, bad guy, you know that kind of thing, and. And then to introduce some of the guys like maybe Santana and, or I'm sorry, not Santana, but um, Homicide and, and Kingston to some people that might not know who they are or something, you know, and just kind of give them an opportunity to talk and let people decide on whether they like them or not. And maybe this week, this past week, they, they said, OK, we kind of give them the, the lay of the land. Let's show some more matches and stuff. So it just seemed like a little better mix this time. But I, I still think it was that and maybe SmackDown just for the for the sheer uh, um, uh, content, I guess, yeah. of what we got. I think those were two of my favorites this week. I thought those were. I'm, if you're asking me right now, if I'm more excited about the NWA pay per view or the AEW pay per view, I'd say the NWA thing. Oh right? no doubt, not even close, man. I'm sorry, I'm because sorry. They, you, in that space of an hour, you don't get to see those guys work for a long period of time, and on a pay per view, you would be able to see them have a 15 or 20 minute match, and I think that would yeah. be very interesting. Yes, I, I'm. I'm really interested to see what the the pay per view is going to look like. I mean, it's going to have like the feel of a of a uh, you know 
Starcade or something, you know, like the the Greensboro Coliseum look back in the day. That one camera view, you know. <laughs> I think they said that all of the all the NWA powers are now on YouTube now. I think the whole season, like all all of the episodes, are now up there for you to watch. You can just go and binge them if you want to. Sweet. I think I saw that. I don't, I don't know. I could be it could be high, but I've been trying to follow it, and I even saw a little bit of impact this week. Did you really see? I, 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 it's like fucking ACC network here. I, it's not on my tier of channels, so I can't get <laughs> access. So, but I do have it available. It's, at least it's not the damn what was it? The Frontier Channel it was on before <laughs> the Chase wasn't it Chase? The Daniel Boone Channel. What was it? The Daniel Boone Channel. <laughs> I gotta check that, but I think I, I think I saw them put a, a, something out there and saying the NWA Power all their episodes were now available. It's probably right. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, they would be. Did you watch it live again this week? No, I, I, I watched a little bit of it live, and I had to go somewhere. So I watched it up until, uh, oh, we had the Homeowners Associated meeting, Association meeting. So I'm doing all the suburban white guy shit right now. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Did you drive the minivan? I did drive. I, drew, I drive, drove the minivan, and I drank some White Claws afterwards. It was really something. Beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I'm more excited about the NWA, uh, the NWA, um, pay-per-view than I would be about the AEW one. And the fact that it's it sold out just like AEW does their events. I mean, it sold out in like no time. It just makes me smile from ear to ear. I just really, I, I, I don't want to like Billy Corgan, as you well know, and I don't want to like Cole Cabana and I don't, but somehow despite those two huge strikes against them, I'm liking that show so much. Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah I can I can I guess I can deal with Colt Cabana for you know the minimum amount of time he's on the show, uh, and sometimes I guess he won't even be on there. It's not like he's going to be on there every single week. I guess I hope, but yeah, I can I can get over that to for everything else. Everything else just so much outweighs that some bitch. It's not even funny, and I, I I'm not quite as down on Corgan as you are. I, I he's not my favorite person in the world or anything, but. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't mind him being, you know, I, I hope he does well. I'm, I'm not wishing bad on him at all. I wish he'd have gotten impact when he did and, and done, done whatever he's doing with, you know, NWA now with impact then, and we may have a whole different impact now. So, well, I, I would say that that is mostly Dixie's fault and I would give him a, a complete pass on that. Yeah, and I, and I think that's why I, I'm not as down on him as you are. And I know that it's not it's not just wrestling. I think it's just you know just in him general, in general. I, I think, yeah, but I think there's been like certain things. The fact that he uses that Dawkins song as the theme song instead of like a Smashing Pumpkins or something that he did, and just kind of put his ego out of the way. I, I do think that Lagana's having a significant impact on that show. Yeah, yeah, and then, damn, not only did they use Dawkins, they used probably the best docking song there is it's a great docking song i love that fucking song it's a really good song and it's like and it's not one of the more famous it's not like in my dreams or something like that it's right it's a little bit of a deep cut you know sort of yeah i mean yeah it was yeah it wasn't overplayed for sure exactly so i'm glad that they're they're, so that tells me that he's kind of checking his ego or at least having lagana going hey we need to go in this direction uh i will tell you this about impact uh, I think them putting the strap on Sammy Callahan is just a huge problem. I just think that guy is a huge piece of shit, personally. I'm, and I'm not even buying into his gimmick. I just think he's awful by any kind I, of wrestling standards. It looks like... I, just, I don't think... I just don't see the big hype over him. Thank you. 
I don't. I mean, I, I, I didn't really know much about him until he came into Impact before Impact went to all these fucked up channels and you could actually see it. And then when he first came on Impact, that's when I saw him and knew you know, what he did and what everything. And I was like, I was very underwhelmed. I, I just, mean, he's okay, but I mean, I don't know. What, like I said, I don't see the world champion you know, presence in him at all. I just feel like he was like the dirty, awful heel for a while. Um, but ah, I can't, I just can't deal. He's just, he's, he's dreadful. Everything about that guy is dreadful. And I think they were better off having the strap on cage. That's just me. Yeah, me too. I, he, he's a star. I mean, you could, you could have built a lot of stuff around him as being the, you know, the, the badass world champion. And, but you want to have him go down to fucking Sammy Callahan. Yeah. I don't don't, Uh, don't believe it. I'm not buying it at all. Okay, so I, I, it looks like I was wrong about the NWA stuff. It's just those first four episodes are up there. I thought I saw. I thought I saw that they were up there, but you know, uh, well, I thought that's what you, I thought that's what you meant. Just the episodes that they've shown. I thought they. I thought they. I saw something that said they put them all in there, but yeah, they've got them all. Oh, in there. and the I thought you said already, all the ones uh, they already the ones they've gotten the can already. Is that what you're? Yeah, because there's like I think they filmed. I think they did eight on the original on the original run. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the thing about Cornette, uh, the suicide thing when he yes, told that guy to go? Yes. What the hell is people, oh, man? It's so. I mean, I got to, and I know that Lagana and Corgan kind of had to address it and stuff, but it's just. Right. You saw that I, Andrew Everett had a trip, had something out there, and somebody was criticizing because he had one of those moves where Andrew does one of those incredible somersault things. Yeah. And the guy goes, well, you need to straighten your knee out or you're going to hurt somebody. And Andrew Everett put out there like, hmm, no, I plan on just go ahead and killing my opponent by ramming the knee through his head. And I go, I tweeted it back and go, hey, you shouldn't joke about homicide. What if Lagana hears about that? <laughs> Andrew Everett laughed about that. <laughs> it's and as far Nasty. as like the explicit comments that Cornette has made about people ending their life, that's about five hundred ninety six thousandth on the list of like offensive shit that he no said. Shit. Right? <laughs> this is the one you. This is the one you point to, hey, right? Uh, and I guess he said those things before he was employed by NWA and you know blah 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 whatever. Um, I mean, I've heard fucking Cornette say shit way worse yeah, than that yeah exactly and it wasn't hey, come on he was not saying he was not explicitly he like, wasn't yeah he wasn't even telling him to do that I mean it was just oh it's almost like you get people on the stand like the Judas Priest trial where they had the backwards masking saying yes, get, I like, get, get Jim Cornette on there and he reads back the transcript sir were you encouraging someone to kill themselves and were you no, no it's not Tipper it's, Gore line two <laughs> Let's fight the real enemy here, people. Come on. Yeah, they're the Saudis. Yeah, they would, the Saudis. I don't know. We'll just blame it all on them. Through all of the, again, if you're in a real company and you fuck up like that, you have to resign as CEO. That that's what happens in a real company with you real know, accountability. I wonder, I wonder if he didn't. Nothing was. I mean, I'm assuming that nothing was said to like we were talking about earlier to the government, to our government about. Hey, uh, let's get these people out of here. Maybe he didn't want to because that means it would get out into the public on yeah. what 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 really went on. Well, I don't, you know, I don't think that's a bad theory because I don't know if you know this, but the Trump White House is not really good about controlling leaks. You don't say. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of people don't know this. It's something that oh. I have the insight on that nobody's really talking about. <laughs> <laughs> to look into that yeah you can read some more about it <laughs> i'm a real washington insider <laughs> we're 
Do I follow you on Twitter? Are you rogue? Are you rogue POTUS? I'm I'm rogue POTUS staffer and rogue yes. NSA person. I'm both of those people. <laughs> Aren't you a little disappointed the Nationals are going to the White House? I am as a whole, yeah. At least Doolittle's not going. So he's I, not I, going. But I think I think they may show their asses at the White House too. So stay tuned. Well, that's on that the plan. One. Then yeah, that, I, then I mean, go for it, Willie. I, I don't see Davey Martinez getting up there and and, and shutting up. Well, I hope so. I hope that's what they got planned. And isn't it isn't it bizarre that AJ Hinch like turned into the Vince Russo of baseball in the last two games of that series? <laughs> he yeah, was, he was Bill Watts. He turned into Vince Russo. Yeah, w- w- I was waiting on him to go out and start pitching. You know, <laughs> bro, bro, bro. Grinky was tired. He was tired, bro. Honestly, he's like the best manager in baseball for the past two years. Makes very virtually he turned into Pete Carroll. It was weird. As he turns into David Cutcliffe. Who turns into David Cutcliffe? <laughs> it's like a transfer. There's like a there's like a shit transformation. You know, it's like <laughs> it's just sweeping freaking sports. Somebody bites somebody on the neck and they turn into the that, and it's just. <laughs> It went from Pete Carroll to Cutcliffe to A.J. Hinch, and it just went that. It's amazing how that kind of happens. We need to go back and see if Hinch and, and Cutcliffe and, and or Carroll were hanging out at some point, and there was a you know some sort of opportunity to get that bite in the neck or something. Something. I have no idea. Uh, Bryant Williams can be followed on social media, Bryce Sports, uh, on Instagram and on Twitter. I can be followed on Twitter, Britt Whitmire, B-R-I-T-T-W-H-I-T-M-I-R-E. And on the gram, I am B-Dub4Reels, B-D-U-B, number four, R-E-E-L-Z. The show can be followed on Twitter, at Katie Vick Alive. We'd love to have your tweets, at Katie Vick Alive, and we've interacted with a lot of you, especially during the whole Saudi Arabian crisis. We had a good time swapping stuff and doing things like that. Um, It's a great time of year to support your boys, because there's going to be a lot of shopping done in the next two months. And you can do it at our Amazon store at katievick.com, at katievick.com. Till next time, fans, Allahu Akbar. We'll see you ringside. Fans, that'll do it for this week. See you next week. And until then, so long for now.